Hey, this is Brad Biley, and you just found Insights, the most listened to podcast by recruiters and staffing owners who want to learn what's working in recruitment and digital marketing. If you're new to the show, here's what you can expect to hear. Every other week, Matt Lozar, Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing, and I, our Director of Digital Marketing, break down what's working for staffing and recruiting firms across North America. But Insights is not a marketing show. It's a show built to help you get more job orders and more applications. And whether you stumbled upon the show or you're here on purpose, we're glad you're here. Let's get to it. What's up? And welcome back to another episode of Insights, the podcast built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. As always, I'm joined by Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing. He's Matt Lozar. Matt, how are you feeling this week, buddy? We're doing well, Brad. How are you? I'm great. Matt, I have, um, I've been sitting on a take that uh-huh. I've been ready for this show for a couple days now, and I'm ready. Are you ready for it? I am ready. And for full disclosure, I do not know what this is. This is not a bit. This he, I honestly don't know what Brad's going to hit us with here, folks. Matt, I think the winter grilling session oh. is drastically underrated. Yep. And I might even wager it's better than the summer grilling session. I mean, it's not. Matt, let, me, let me paint a picture for right, you before ahead. you rebuttal this. Sorry. I got done snow blowing the other day. Uh-huh. I was I was in the mix. I was out there. Uh-huh. Me and the merry men, we're all we're all out there with our snowblowers having a good old time waving to each other, you know, hooting and hollering. We're having a good time. I immediately finish. I still got my snow pants on, my jacket. I'm wearing goggles. I fire up the grill mat. I'm standing there drinking an athletic brew. Shout out non-alcoholic uh, brew. Huh? Big fan of athletic brew. Yeah. I'm sitting there, goggles on, snow's coming down, grill's going. Matt, it was better than summer. It was absolutely better than the summer grilling session. And I will not allow any sort of slander that says otherwise. I mean, I think the winter grilling session is underrated. Yeah. I'll go with you there. It is not better than the summer grilling session. It is not. I think you're you're a little prisoner of the moment here, which is fine. That that might be might be a weakness of Brad Biley's a little prisoner of the moment, but um agree that it's underrated. And I'm glad you're able to enjoy the grilling session. So um the the listeners at home want to know what'd you grill? I have a I have a year and a half year old, almost a two year old now, who who needs to eat protein with every meal because he's a grown man. So we had chicken, salmon, and chicken all over the grill for my wife, myself, and Bryce. Um, wow. It was a session. It was a full out grilling session. Matt, <laughs> I saw it, man. I was standing there. And and I was taking it all in. Again, the merry men, we're all out there. We're hooting and hollering. It was just it was just a moment out of a movie. And I'm gonna be honest, man, I want more of it. I hope it snows more tonight because I want to get back out there. <laughs> Unbelievable. So yeah, I here I am. You're you're right. I am a prisoner of the moment. Remember when I dropped a paycheck on all that genus stock, that GNUS? I thought the cartoons were gonna go to the moon. Yeah. Uh and then we were buying Express yeah. Spa because I thought that was gonna go to the moon. Yeah, it's it's who sure. I am. It's it's what I do. But uh, Matt, I think I'm right with this one, and I actually don't think I'm a prisoner of the moment. I'll I'm going to take this take as long as I can. Okay. Well, we'll see. And glad you got to enjoy the grill for more than just the summer months. Yeah. And um, excited to hear how this goes in the future. We will. We'll uh, we'll take it from there. But Matt, what do you say? Want to get to the show? Yeah, let's go. Matt, I made 35 calls on Monday. And I have a very real observation as it relates to the staffing and recruiting industry's automated voice messaging system, whatever you want to call it. Matt, you ready for the take? I am. They stink. (laughs) 
I cannot begin to tell you, Matt. I called, again, 35 calls, doing a little bit of outreach here at Haley, trying to get a hold of some clients for, for a few things. Um, so I was just dropping in and, and trying to call some people. Matt, it is so hard to get somebody on the phone. Worse, it is very hard to browse through a directory. Worse, when I got through the directory, I can tell you offhand, five individuals, I pressed their number to get to their extension, didn't work. Unbelievable. I don't know who is building out these, these systems, but they got to be better. And, and friends, we back up, you go. Cause I already, I was going to go into my thoughts on it, but you go first. My, my thoughts are working in marketing for the industry for a number of years. Common refrain is the industry can be a little, um, stuck in its times and older. And one, I guess, KPI or indicator for lack of a better term is the phone ringing. Like people want to hear their phones ringing in their office. And if we're making it difficult, we're not making it difficult to call. That's obviously easy. But after you call, the friction feels sky high, as high as your snow piles. So, yeah, goodness gracious. Um, That's what I hear is that everybody wants to have the phone ringing, it sounds like, in the staffing industry. And then when somebody gets there, your 35 calls are an example that it's it's difficult. And if, if it's difficult, I'm going to go somewhere else. It's not difficult. I'm not even going to get into the t- tech. Like the tech's not the problem. You're using bad tech. Great. But like, why is it hard? I'm not even sure in this case, these people wanted the phones ringing because when I did get a hold of people, I was either told people were in meetings, they were out of the office. Now, maybe they were, but I made a lot of calls, man. And I think I only talked to like one person that entire day. Sure, small sample size. Okay, call 35 more people, whatever it might be. But I think it's a pretty good trend worth noting. I think 35 is enough of a sample size to say, listen, something's here. And you know, even when I wanted to talk to somebody, they didn't want to talk to me. And they know who we are. It's not like I was cold calling people. It's not like I'm dropping into a random staffing firm and be like, hey, you want to buy some marketing stuff? These are all people who know who we are and know, know my name and know us. Matt, it's just... Um, like you said, we want the phones to ring. We, we, we can't get candidates. We can't get clients. But then when somebody is calling, it's impossible to actually talk to somebody. And it didn't feel right to me. It, it felt very, very outdated. And again, I don't know if I have the perfect solution here because I live in a digital space, right? And, and as a 30-something-year-old, I'm not sure in most cases I want to pick up the phone from a consumer standpoint and call anyways, right? Now, Granted, marketing aside, I love talking to people. But like, if I was going to try to buy something this evening, Matt, I'm not calling. I'm going to go on Facebook. Or I'm going to Google it and look it up, right? We won't talk about your generator story. <laughs> sure. Friends, we will talk about the generator story. I wanted the generator before this wicked storm came through Buffalo. So I ordered it on Home Depot. Credit card wouldn't go through. I can assure you there was money in the account. <laughs> <laughs> so I tried again. Wouldn't go through. I tried a third time. At that point, it wouldn't get delivered in time. So I was like, well, well, now what? Now I'm out of luck. So I text Matt. I text Brad Smith, friend of the show, and they go, why don't you just go to the store and buy one? Friends, I'm going to tell you for an entire afternoon, that thought didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> I tried to buy <laughs> you this thought thing. we told you to go to the moon. Yeah, I tried to buy this thing three to four times, and I never thought to just get in my car and drive a quarter mile down the road and pick one up. Um, anyway. Anyway, back to back to automated messaging systems. I'm going to give you this challenge, friendly listener to to insights. Call yourself from your cell phone this afternoon and and, and just document 
how hard it is to get a hold of yourself, right? So use your cell phone, call the office. How hard is it to get a hold of your extension or your line? How hard is it to talk to a recruiter? Can you talk to a recruiter? How hard is it to talk to one of your sales reps? Pretend you're a client. Shop yourself. Have a friend or a family member do the same thing and track their frustrations. If there is any frustration, think about what you're doing and can you fix it? That's my challenge on this episode, Matt. Yeah, I love it. I was going to say mystery shopper this. If it's if it's yourself calling your company or someone you can trust and just say, hey, here's my extension or a couple extensions to try, you know, go through the process. If you, you know, if Brad told me, hey, call this number, try extension 174, 189, 383, whatever, and report back. It's five minutes of my time. I hope somebody can do that for you. So um, like we tell people to apply to their jobs a lot on their their website or wherever the jobs are being posted. Sounds like they, we need to do the same thing with with calling the phones and and going through that process. Because if we're like Brett said, we're struggling to get quality candidates. Job orders are a challenge right now. If that friction's sky high, that we're not helping ourselves and setting ourselves up for success. Hey, it's Brad taking a short break to tell you about an offer exclusive to listeners of Insights: thirty minutes of strategic marketing consultation with me, completely free. You can visit Bitly slash Insights thirty. Pick a time that works best for you. That's it. Whether you need better candidates or ideas to drive more sales, I want to help. So again, you can visit bit.ly slash insights30. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash insights30. Just pick a time that works for you. and You'll get a calendar reminder for our conversation. All right, let's get back to the show. Matt, we are not updating our data lists nearly enough. When we look at email, we look at PPC, whatever it might be. I'm here to say that we are not updating those lists frequently enough. Matt, I spend plenty of time on calls with, with prospects, with current clients, thinking through how to drive more ROI from the marketing that we're deploying, that they're deploying, just brainstorming and spitballing ideas. One challenge that I continue to see time after time is we operate with the same list from the inception of the program through the duration of the program. If we're emailing to candidates, we have our database, we stick with that database until whenever, the end of the year when we revisit it again. If we're targeting prospects, our sales team isn't consistently funneling new prospects into that database. Matt, I am here today to say we need to update that at least, at least every month. What do you think? I agree. It's, it's first-party data. You know, you talked about it with email. If we're looking at it on the pay-per-click side, we could go down the road of how um, cookies and tracking are changing in in the pay-per-click world. So first-party data is going to be even more enormous than ever. So, be, so updating it um, is important because for a couple of reasons. One, if your list is stale, responses are going to be worse. And you have to get into a process for it. It can be a little bit of work, right? But export your list and go through the process. The, the other key is when you when people are being added to your database or your list or wherever this this data is going, they're fresh. The fresh additions are probably going to be more likely to engage with whatever content you're sending them. If Brad signs up for Matt Staffing Agency today and I update the list in, in 12 days and I keep him engaged, that's great than the person that signed up 24 months ago. That's where keeping that list fresh can also, can I think, really help us. Matt, I had a call with a, a great, great client that we work with and a good friend of mine at this point. 
They're doing some prospecting on the sales side of things. They're calling, cold calling prospects, right? Starting there. And then they're following up with an email two weeks later. Matt, that prospect has no idea who you are two weeks from now. That's just not working. When we think about updating your list, to Matt's point, we need to do it almost instantaneously. Matt, I I talk about Legion workout supplements all the time. They have their cart set up. I know it's through Shopify. I know how it's working because I know behind the scenes. If you leave something in the cart, you get an email probably seven minutes later saying, hey, come back and buy this. You, lo- you open the email, you think about it, and then you make a decision. But it's it's almost instantaneous of, hey, you didn't buy this. Do you still want it? Because they know if you sit and you think about it, you're going to go find something else. You're going to go somewhere else. You're going to shop around and try to find a different product. Friends, your candidates and your clients are doing the exact same thing. And if they're showing interest in you, you're talking to them, you're communicating with them, they're emailing you about a job, they're applying to a job. We need to be proactive in following up with them almost instantaneously. And I know that might be difficult, but there are automations that we can set up. There are things that we can do to make that much, much easier. But we need to be nurturing our data lists. We need to be consistently adding to them. When we think about marketing, Matt, in a lot of cases, it's only as effective as that data list. And if you're sending to old, outdated lists, you're you're doing whatever it might be, well, then you're 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 really selling yourself short. List quality might be as underrated an aspect of good marketing as there is out there. Good point. It's it's on the recruiting side. I think of it more on the new business side. You know, not my full area of expertise, but when you look at it from the overall view, I just look at general marketing, right? If I'm doing a marketing campaign and whoever I'm sending it to, it shouldn't be on the list, then it's not going to work. It, it's simple marketing one-on-one, like who's the target audience? And if that target audience is bad, especially in a new business campaign, it's not going to work very well, even if it's the best marketing in the world. So I just I think the list is super underrated in trying to get success out of um, good marketing. I think it's a great take. I, I, I want to add to it. There needs to be a process in place. So your sales team, if you're if you're prospecting with Matt Staffing Firm, and now finally Matt Staffing Firm becomes a client, you need to update your list and update your database to put them in a new bucket. Matt Staffing Firm should now be receiving different messaging. He doesn't need messaging about why he should work with you. He needs different messaging about why he should stay with you or the value in working with you, the value in continuing to stay with you year after year. Yes, it takes time, but Matt, I mean, nothing worthwhile is quick or easy, right? And if we want to be exceptional, we want to stand out, then we have to do things a little bit differently. So Matt, I'm, I'm in full alignment with you, buddy. I thought that was a really good take. Yeah, we get in the tactics, create some workflows, create some, if it's just drawing it out, the the new, the first person, you know, the new people on the list go down this content track. And if they get added in or working with you, they go through this one. It's, it's similar to what chief marketing officer, Jeff Stats would talk about with, with candidate automation. It's just like with marketing automation, you know, what are these different workflows that people need to be in? You know, which buckets are they in? Can they be in multiple buckets? Should they be in one bucket? And you're really going to stand out if that content's personalized and connects with um, your target audience. You're nothing to add there, Matt. Let's take it to segment three and let's talk about the Buffalo Bills. What do you say? We're going to talk about something with the Buffalo Bills. That's for sure. Yeah. So friends, I don't know if you've been living under a rock or if Buffalo, New York has made it to your news updates, whatever news channel you watch. I'm sure you've seen Buffalo, more specifically the South Towns, Orchard Park, Hamburg, that area got absolutely blasted with snow last week or so. I want to say probably close to five, six feet, right, Matt? in some key areas where Matt and I are, it's probably closer to about a foot because we're outside of that line. But 
Buffalo Bills in Orchard Park, New York got about, let's call it five feet. Now, Matt and I talk about Rockstar Marketing quite a bit. And Matt, I'm here today to say that this, this might be the opposite of Rockstar Marketing. What I've seen in the last couple of days, um, not so much from the team, but maybe from some of the, I don't know, staffing arms that are connected with the team, um, seems to me like it's fallen a little short. And let, let's paint the picture. So what's happening, friends, is when you have a stadium that doesn't have a dome, and you get six feet of snow, that, stone, that snow falls into all of the seats, falls onto the field. It fills the football stadium with six feet of snow, right? Orchard Park, New York, we do not have a dome where the Buffalo Bills play. So the Bills will put out a tweet. They'll put out a Facebook post saying, hey, we're looking for shovelers. Come and, come and dig us out. Matt, I don't have the exact verbiage that they used in that one tweet, but it's pretty similar to that, right? We're looking for shovelers to make 20 bucks an hour. Come and dig us out. Matt, that doesn't work for me. And I don't think it works for you. So where do you want to go from here? Where do we want to go from here? Why doesn't it work, Brad? First off, when they first put out the tweet, there was a travel ban. So you, you, physically, you physically could not go and perform the task that they were looking to have done. Go ahead. It was confusing, Mustin, because there was a travel ban in the county. Like We live in Erie County out here in Buffalo. and But then at some point... They said people could still go shovel and violate the travel ban. Cool. It was, but the messaging was mixed and confusing and hard to get out. Unless you're constantly scrolling your social media or you're watching the news, you're not going to know that. Right. So all people hear is travel ban. I can't go anywhere. Right. Okay. So, so there's that. Two, I don't think 20 bucks an hour is enough to dig out six feet of snow. Now, for some individuals, and I, and I understand that I am a, a very fortunate person. I understand 20 bucks an hour goes a long way for some individuals, but you're looking at 20 bucks an hour that gets taxed out to almost break your back shoveling six feet of snow. That seems like a lot to me. Third. Let's stick with salary. Okay. Because well, I think salary is a good point, right? And that's really why we wanted to bring yeah. this to the show, friends, because a lot of this is transferable. Go for it, Matt. I think on a nationwide scale, it might not be a easy to see why that's not enough money, but minimum wage in the area now, start of 2024, is $15. So you can drive down the street and get a job anywhere for $15. Even like retail restaurants, you know, quick service restaurants, $17, $18, $19 an hour. I think Aldi's so, like 21 or 22. Sure. Aldi's is a, is a supermarket here in, in the Western New York area. So the wage is not a differentiator in this, in this offer. Number three. Three. I saw a tweet today because Orchard Park got another wave of snow ahead of this week's game. Well, by the time this airs last week's game against the Chiefs, they need more shovelers. Now the messaging is still 20 bucks an hour, but no food or beverages. We're not handing out any sort of free food or beverages to people who are coming to help. Matt, it's a $4 billion team. We can't hand out some sandwiches and bottles of water here. Yeah, they were looking for 200 people. The first time there was word 30 to 50 people showed up. Mm -hmm. um, it just, the messaging doesn't, it just assumes people are going to show up. Be like, hey, yeah. come support the team. And I've been thinking about this a lot because this puts two of our passions together, right? Our work and our sports. Yeah. And you're looking at it and they're like, okay, but the, if you saw any videos from the game um, on Martin Luther King Day, the 15th of January, the game went on. They didn't need people to shovel the field. I think that's the biggest problem here is I'm not going to help the game take place. 
I'm going to shovel so Brad can go sit on his butt in his seat. That's the challenge. And that's exactly what I said to you is, you know, we're not shoveling the 50 yard line. You're shoveling to make sure that Matt can sit in section 302 and watch the game. Right. And that's, that's interesting for me. Now, Matt, it didn't work for me in a lot of ways and it didn't work for you in a lot of ways. Anything else that stuck out to you why it didn't work? No, I think that's, I mean, those are three pretty big areas that I'm sure we can now transfer to this different, different positions. Right. So, so what happened friends is, is they sold what the job was. Right. And, and time after time, and Matt, you can probably speak to this a little bit more than I can, because I've been so heavily business development lately and you're more recruitment marketing lately. Yeah. We're selling what the job is. Come shovel for 20 bucks an hour. Yes, that's exactly what the job is. But, but Matt, how often do you see a job listing that is exactly that? Just insert picker packer or warehouse associate or whatever. How you have to see that all the time. You see very generic, you see job descriptions, not job advertisements a lot. And that's exactly what this was, right? We're, we're describing what the work is to Matt's point, assuming, oh shoot, I want to go support my team. But to Matt's point, they put this out and like 20 people showed up. So it didn't work. There's just not enough what's in it for me. And I think that's what we got to get back to is what's in it for me. And if it's not great pay, you know, let's really, they have to dig in to helping the team or helping clear out the area so the people at the games can have a better experience to cheer louder, to make it more difficult for the opponent. Because if I help someone make a difference during the game, I'm thinking from a fan standpoint, that's going to help the football team win, the Buffalo Bills. And then I'm going to be happy that I have a sore back and went and helped dig out five feet of snow. Yes, I am a part of the mafia, right? So I saw two yeah. two videos this weekend of interviews. It was Deion Dawkins. It was Dawson Knox, both saying how much of an impact the crowd makes when they have home field advantage in the playoffs, even more so. I, I watched both of them actually today um, at the time of recording. Dawson Knox, Deion Dawkins both said the fans and being home has an impact and that they expect Bill's mafia to bring it this weekend. Well, which will be last weekend um, at time of airing. So Matt, to your point, advertise the role and the impact it's going to have on the game. Don't just sell the ingredients of the job. Come shovel for 20 bucks an hour. It does nothing for anybody. But if you can flip that and actually say, listen, be a part of the impact of this game, right? We need to make sure there are 70,000 fans here screaming so that Patrick Mahomes is so disheveled in the huddle, he doesn't know what's going to happen next. Matt, I, I like that. I think that makes total sense. I think the takeaway is that almost came through assumed in all of the content created. It was it and so our takeaway here from the staffing industry standpoint is if you have a job that might be challenging to recruit for or just isn't a huge differentiator, you one, you have to find the differentiator, but two, you really have to push it. Even if it's just one thing, one thing that's different, that's unique to get me to choose your job versus the 17 other options I have. That's what I feel like the the big lesson learned here is for a competitive job in terms of wage, um, it may not an exciting job, push what really stands out about that job. I, I think you said that perfectly, Matt. The only thing that I might add is I, I did see actually a news report as well 
one fan was going to do this for like 13 hours and he was super fired up about it. And when they asked him why he was excited about it, he's like, well, you know, 20 bucks goes a long way for me. But then he also said, I'm a part of the mafia and it's what we do, right? And, and that takeaway itself should be a Facebook ad that the bills run every single time they need shovelers, right? Being a part of something bigger than yourself is huge. But, but friends, to, to Matt's point, if it's not expected why you should go shovel at, at, I almost called it Ralph Wilson Stadium, I still will. So that the Bills can have 70,000 in attendance. If that expectation isn't clear or assumed, individuals in your area don't have any sort of reasoning for why they should work at your local warehouse or your local facility. You need to do more than just describe the job. You need to sell the job and you need to advertise the job. And if you can do that, then in at that point, that's when you start to differentiate your listings compared to other ones. And that's when you start to actually make an impact on your candidates. Matt, anything else before we get out of that one? No, I think we, we dissected that one pretty good. Good. That's our show. And thank you for listening to another episode of Insights. If you found this episode valuable, we would love to know. You can message Matt or Brad on LinkedIn to share your thoughts. If you have a question for us, you could tweet us at Haley Marketing. You could always message Matt or Brad on LinkedIn as well. If you need a hand with your marketing or recruitment marketing initiatives, we would love to help. You can message info at HaleyMarketing.com and be sure you tell them Insights sent you. My podcast partner, Matt Lozar, this is Brad Biley. See you next time.